When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. That was a lot of fun, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I love the answer to the last question. And and one of the reasons I like asking that question periodically, David, is because you you saw the almost the emotional response that Baldy had and the passion that he spoke with Devin Witherspoon. You know, it comes out, you know, and sometimes you feel that and you go, okay, all right. You know, and he's got my attention now on that discussion because of the the passion. Which which prospect would make him sit up? And he sat up and he said, (laughs) Devin Witherspoon. And it's interesting because. Let's talk about that for a moment. Devin Witherspoon is six feet, 181 pounds, but he hits like a strong safety. He will come at you with the aggressiveness of a middle linebacker. And what Baldy also has said about Devin Witherspoon that that I know in the past I've seen the instinctive ability to read routes and to anticipate makes him just that split second faster. So regardless of what he runs and he's fast enough, that gives him a little bit of an edge. So he's jumping routes, he's reading coverage, he's reading, you know, quarterbacks, and then he gets there and he's in a bad mood. With ill intent, yeah. Yeah, he's that's a great combination for a cornerback. Jason Leeser of the Sun Times gives me a lot of grief because he he has classified me as a guy who really loves juice. And I didn't realize how overt I was about my my love of juice. I actually gave our travel baseball team last year juice stickers after games to the guy who who brought the most extra to the table that afternoon. So I do love juice. And Devin Witherspoon is one of those guys that has the juice. You hear Baldy talk about it. I think you would say that B. John Robinson has the juice and, th- and that you've got, you know, a Nolan Smith and the way he, he talked about him, you say there's some juice there. It starts to get you excited for what's going to happen next Thursday night. The bears with this number nine pick can justify just about anything they do in a way that is going to generate hope. And then Ryan Poles is going to get up on the dais and he's going to explain why the bears feel so hopeful about it. And at least for four months, the entire city is going to ride that, 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 you know, 50 foot wave of hope into training camp and into the preseason feeling like we got our guy. Two things I think are worth reinforcing based on what Brian Baldinger said, at least to me, number one, Bijan Robinson might be, in your words and analogy, a juice that's worth the squeeze, right? Because <laughs> this is a guy that is special, and he would be somebody who would galvanize the city behind this pick. He would be somebody that would re-energize Bears fans if they need to, to, to be re-energized. I think people are excited already, but you get the point. So I think that Bijan Robinson being in play based on what Baldy had to say was interesting. Also, Dan... His point about Jalen Carter should not be ignored or dismissed. uh, Mike Mulligan, Mully, and I kind of disagree on Jalen Carter. I have said, as you know, 
I would probably take him off the board and be very cautious moving forward. Mully would go the other way and be likely to take him if he's at nine. Baldy made a good point. If he's still on the board, you've got to wonder why teams that need defensive tackle help, like the Seahawks, like the Lions, like the Falcons, have passed on him. And if he drops to you, there's probably a legitimate reason why he's dropping. And if you're Ryan Poles, you got to be very careful in the draft. You can't screw up in taking somebody who might screw up your draft. So I got a two-pronged response to that. The first thing I would say is I can't be guided by other teams' draft pre-draft reviews of players. Like you can't allow yourself to feel anxiety about what other people are doing and passing on a player. And so the Bears have to go into this draft 100% comfortable with their research, 100% comfortable with their assessment and evaluation of the player and be ready to react if and when he's available at number nine. This, the second part of that, that conversation is that you know, you and I talked about this on, on the score earlier in the week that this isn't a yes or no vote on Jalen Carter if he's available at number nine. It's whether he's the best option for you based on the players that are on your board available to you at number nine. And there may be a situation where you say, yeah, we really love Jalen Carter, the, 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 the player. We have some questions about uh, character. We have some questions about how he's going to handle the off-the-field maturity that we're going to ask him to do. And by the way, there's two or three other prospects here that are going to help us sleep better at night. And we know that there are also going to be really good players in this league. We think that Peter Skaronsky is going to be a, a dependable professional for a decade or longer. We think that Nolan Smith can be a chess piece in our defense. And so we're just going to steer down this lane, not necessarily voting no to Jalen Carter, but just deciding in this moment, in this moment of truth that we've got an option that, that helps us feel better inside. And ultimately that's, that's just what it's going to come down to. I think that sounds really good and rational, but I also think that there, if there is a consensus that Jalen Carter talent wise is on top of many draft boards, maybe even yours, then what you just said probably is more rationalization than real, isn't it? Because if he is the best player, you would take him without any qualms just from a football perspective, but I don't think you're making a purely a football decision when you're, you're drafting not. ninth. So that's what I you're mean. You're not. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to point out what Brian Baldinger had to talk about I thought was interesting was his favoring of Darnell Wright from Tennessee, yeah. the right tackle. You asked him to – the four guys, Broderick Jones, Darnell Wright, Peter Skronsky – and Paris Johnson Jr., who I am still imprisoned by that moment, and I still think that <laughs> I'm going to stay consistent, that I would probably give him a slight edge, even though, let me tell you, the local guy made good storyline is really gaining momentum, and I'm my heart is struggling with my head right now. But what was your response or reaction, Dan, to him? Brian Baldinger, somebody watches a lot of tape who knows offensive line play as well as anybody who is in the analysis business he said that Darnell Wright might be the guy that the Bears would be best off drafting at number nine if they're going offensive tackle. Yeah, I, I, I mean, look, it's it's an ear catcher. You know, it, it makes you think a little bit longer because I think for a while we looked at this as kind of a three-man race to be the, the top offensive tackle in this draft. And now Darnell Wright, late in the process, has gotten a lot of praise from a lot of spots in league circles, including here just a few minutes ago with Baldy. And, you know, Will Anderson was the first guy who's uh, – endorsement of Darnell Wright kind of caught you back at the combine when he said he was the best offensive lineman I faced last year, wasn't able to do much against him. And Tennessee erupted against that Alabama defense for, I think, 49 or for 50 points in that game. So you have something there that is catching people's eye. And, you know, recently, I think you've heard more and more kind of buzz about, okay, this could be something that the Bears consider. Uh, there's also kind of this sentiment on 
if you feel like this offensive tackle class is good uh, with those four guys and you have the ability to kind of maneuver around and maybe drop back two, three, four picks and have the, the sense that there's going to be one of those guys there for you, go ahead and do it. Now, as you and I always talk about, the idea of moving back always sounds great. Somebody's got to be willing to come up and take your pick, and there's got to be someone there at number nine that someone is motivated to come grab. But that's going to be fascinating, I think, just watching that entire offensive tackle market play out in those first two hours of the draft. Okay, before we wrap this up, anything else about what Baldy had to say stand out to you? He was really good with his analysis. He has really studied this draft. Uh, this season with all the prospects available. Well, look, I, you know, I, I, it's always imperative that we talk about the quarterback position. And so you hear the praise of Bryce Young and the, the, the lack of, um, you, you know, fear that he has about who Bryce Young will be as an NFL quarterback. And then you hear the belief in Justin Fields, which I think obviously this audience is going to, 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 to slurp up, you know, don't even throw the soup spoon out and just take the bowl and, and drink the whole thing like that, you know? And, and so like, you know, you have a guy there that, that has belief in, in um, the direction Justin's going needs to see more, but sees the the potential for him to go there. And just him saying what he thinks 2023 could be for Justin Fields is definitely attention-getting. 